Welcome to the AIQ Podcast. I am your host, Kathy Hackle. In this limited series podcast, we help you up-level your AIQ. We bring guest interviews to you so that you can learn from the professionals that are creating the generative AI revolution. And with each episode, we ask our interviewees for special golden nuggets or best practices so that you can take those with you into your workday. In the second episode, we will be talking to Kaya Sainsbury-Carter, Corporate Vice President at Microsoft Advertising. But before we go to the interview, I want to talk a little bit about how AI, especially generative AI, is slowly changing the advertising industry. Some of you might have come across articles lately that talk about how generative AI is fueling a new era of product placement with realistic looking shampoo bottles and seltzer cans popping up on videos across TikTok and YouTube from digital creators. And my question is, is it ushering in a new form of old advertising? That was one of the questions I saw in the New York Times. And I kept thinking about that. Product placement has been around for a very, very long time and has been used across movies, TV, radio, and everything in between. So it got me thinking, how is generative AI impacting something that's been done for a very long time in the advertising industry? At the end of the day, it is about these new technologies, especially generative AI in this case, accelerating change and making it easier for creators and for brands to add content, to create content, and to change content that has already been created. And is this becoming slowly a new revenue stream for creators? There's a lot to ponder here when it comes to how advertising is being changed by technology, and specifically generative AI in the last year and a half. As we look towards the future of advertising, the landscape seems at some times uncertain. But what I do think is that after this interview, you'll understand how maybe advertising is actually getting supercharged and it is changing and helping consumers make decisions faster and how generative AI is also helping small businesses and advertisers connect with consumers in new ways, helping them make better decisions. So now let's go to the interview. So for this second episode of AIQ, we are joined by Kaya Sainsbury-Carter, Corporate Vice President at Microsoft Advertising. Kaya, welcome to AIQ. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here. Fantastic. And for folks that haven't come across your name, can you tell folks a little bit more about who you are and what you do at Microsoft? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I run Microsoft Advertising, which is the uh, monetization arm of the company with the exception of LinkedIn. So that's kind of the short version. Um, we run advertising across all the rest of the properties um, within Microsoft where we have advertising and um, as well as our ad tech. It seems like we've been hearing a lot about Microsoft advertising and certainly Microsoft in the past year. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the, the generative AI conversation really propelled us I'd say back into the spotlight after we announced um, our partnership with Netflix in 2022. Um, but I think it's super important to talk a little bit about our story, which is much broader than those two recent touch points. Um, and I should have mentioned earlier, I've been at the company in ads for over 17 years. So um, I've been a part of the story, not the whole time, but for a long time in our history in ads. So, you know, know where all bodies are buried. And, um, you know, we've, we've been really 
I'd say, reimagining our advertising business, which has been around for a very long time, um, really from the bottom up to ensure that we're not just meeting, but of course, exceeding, you know, what are the evolving needs of the ecosystem to help advertisers and publishers reach their target audiences and to create great experiences for consumers. Um, to do that, we've expanded our offerings quite far beyond search, which I, I would say we've been more recently known for, um, you know, with things like advanced audience targeting, retail media acceleration, um, the evolution, you know, into a global programmatic advertising marketplace. Then we reinvented the very nature of search with um, the new AI-powered Bing, which is now called Copilot in Bing. Um, we're partnering with some of the world's uh, top publishers like Snap, Baidu, Axel Springer uh, to power their chat ads. And, you know, we're doing that on top of really what no other company has, which is the ability, the ability to bring together the power of an established scaled search business, a social business network, a gaming platform, a news publisher, an operating system, a browser with an end-to-end -end tech stack, including native display, video, CTV, and retail media. And so... You know, we have really elevated what we can offer that sits across this incredibly unique set of surface areas and audiences um, and being able to put those surface areas and audiences to work across this omni-channel, multi-format global business. And so we're just super pumped about continuing to evolve in value for our clients and partners. We're continuing to innovate and invest um, and certainly to invest in how we make things happen through the power of generative AI as, you know, getting back to sort of the topic at hand on how do we bring all of that to life in the fastest way possible in the way that drives the most efficiency and the way that helps, you know, upend ways of doing things um, that creates value through the power of generative AI. And I definitely want to dig deep into, you know, the generative AI conversation, obviously, you know, and it's obviously it's nothing new at Microsoft. It's been integrated into Microsoft products, you know, uh, like Microsoft Dynamics, Windows itself, Teams and other platforms. But obviously things really popped and boomed in 2023. I can only imagine how busy you were. <laughs> um, but what is Microsoft advertising doing in this space? If we can dig a little bit deeper into that, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, well, first, to, to your point, uh, Microsoft has been deeply invested in AI research for really more than 30 years. Um, and so we're not new at this, but the partnership with OpenAI did really um, bring a, a, a different level of understanding and attention to that work. Um, and the partnership with OpenAI to really collaborate on the development of artificial intelligence technologies um, with the aim of advancing development of AI systems and bringing AI to more people um, has been, you know, sort of a um, icing on top of this cake that has existed <laughs> for a really long time. Um, it also enables uh, Microsoft's investment in OpenAI, um, enables OpenAI to use Microsoft Azure as its preferred cloud platform um, and to tap into these really vast resources at Microsoft to accelerate its research. So then, you know, take, taking that into like, okay, what are we doing in Microsoft advertising? Um, we've been making investments in generative AI with really a focus on harnessing the power of the technology um, to unlock value for our three primary stakeholder groups. So that's consumers, that's advertisers and the agencies that they work with, and that's publishers. Um, and so I'll just share, you know, a few specific yeah. examples. Of course, as I'm sure you are very deep in, this is ever-changing <laughs> um, constantly day to day. But 
Um, specifically, we are you know, focused on in creating more engaging experiences for consumers, um, really making sure that we're empowering everyone across the ecosystem to achieve more through efficiency, through performance, um, et cetera, um, and making sure that we're creating opportunities for publishers to monetize their audiences in ways that are um, very creative, but also um, custom to the way that they want to engage with their audiences. So those are kind of the three focus areas. Yeah. So a few um, examples and proof points here. Um, one on the consumer yeah. um, consumer side, um, we've created a completely new category of ad experience formats called conversational ads. And these are inspired by the co-pilot experience and mm -hmm. what we are seeing uh, in terms of what consumers are doing in chat. What are they talking about? What are they asking yeah. for? And what would then be a valuable and relevant advertising experience in the context of a conversation versus as the result of a query? Um, and so, yeah. so that's an area that we're working on. Um, we have one um, ad format that we're working on there called compare and decide ads. But in general, we're looking to really mine the um, consumer I'd say the consumer behavior and what consumers are telling us mm -hmm. they want, and then to bring good engaging experiences to them. Um, another example, I mentioned that we're working uh, with uh, Snapchat, Axel Springer, and Baidu. Mm -hmm. That is through um, an API that we built out very quickly last year after we launched um, what is now Copilot in Bing called the Chat Ads API. Mm -hmm. And we provide that to publishers, um, apps, online services to give them the ability, what if they decide that chat is an important experience for their, um, for their site, uh, the ability to then monetize that. And chat is expensive. And so being able to offset that expense um, with monetization immediately is really important. So for publishers yeah. who are excited to provide that experience, we feel great about being able to provide them with a solution and we'll continue to take feedback and iterate there. We also um, have announced our first co-pilot designed specifically for advertisers. So that's a co-pilot that's integrated into the Microsoft advertising platform. And this is really a real-time assistant, you know, by your side 24-7, guiding you through best practices, how-tos, support for your advertising goals, campaign setup, optimization, creative development, et cetera. And so this is an ever evolving tool in terms of getting feedback from SMBs um, to create you know, friction-free yeah. uh, engagement or friction, lower friction engagement, um, as well as larger advertisers in terms of what makes sense for them. And then the last example I'll share, which is kind of hot off the presses, um, is that we've integrated- Oh, that's the, exciting. <laughs> I mean, maybe in the last two weeks. So, so you may in have, the last two weeks, but hey, I'm still going to get excited. It's okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, is that we've integrated our AI technology into our retail media platform. Mm -hmm. um, and- uh, we launched something called the Retail Media Creative Studio that is really about supercharging creativity and productivity for retailers in the retail media space. Um, we've been getting super great feedback there. Um, we're really pumped to, to figure out, like, how do we extend the potential of the creative studio concept? Um, and so, you know, we're trying to hit it at a lot of, on yeah. a lot of angles, um, get a lot of feedback and recognize that you know, we we have a lot to offer, but 
we need to offer it in the context of what the needs are. Um, and and so mm-hmm. taking a lot of feedback and having a lot of engagement with the market as well. So I love that you mentioned, you know, the different segments, right? And you mentioned like Snapchat and actual Springer and Baidu and how you're working with them. Um, can you tell us more about the value that this is bringing to the advertising ecosystem when you're, you know, partnering with these companies to create these opportunities? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been a year since we launched Compilot. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had over 5 billion chats to date. Um, so a lot of, lot of chat activity. A lot, a lot of chatting, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say. Chatty I've, Cathy's. <laughs> exactly. I've added, uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, I've added a lot of chats myself uh, to, mm-hmm. to the party. But, um, you know, through all of that volume, we're learning just so much about how consumer behavior is changing in light of new generative AI driven experiences like Copilot. And, you know, for example, and I would say not unexpected, but it's good to see it in a data driven way is, you know, people are obviously much more conversational as they're looking for things that make queries meaningfully more complex, but, but also more natural. Um, you know, so instead of in the past yeah. with traditional search where it's like, okay, I'm looking for a product, where can I get this product? Now it's supporting an engagement that says, I, I sort of know what I want, you know, what's out there, how does it apply to my exact situation? How might I think about this? And so the result in this shift in behavior um, is we're seeing a few things. Uh, co-pilot queries are on average three times the length of traditional search queries, which is great. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, you you get into a conversation and um, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, if if what you have is a really binary question, you don't really need to chat about it. <laughs> right? yeah. Like if I want to know the hours for Fern tie in downtown Bellevue, mm-hmm. like I can just ask that uh, on in a traditional query. But if you're getting into a conversation about something that is more open ended, um, you know, it's also just this much more positive experience. Um, it, of course, makes the request longer. You know, every word, every phrase can provide another signal that help us to create mm-hmm. a more relevant um, response, of course. Um, And the really interesting thing for advertisers is that what we're seeing is as a result of using Copilot, it -hmm. takes about half the time to reach a decision. And so the engagement is longer and more complex, but the data and value exchange is so much richer that it helps the person actually accelerate the consumer decision journey because it's all right there. And it wasn't like, oh, let me go you know, research over here or go read a magazine or go ask a friend, you can kind of continue to have that dialogue in the chat. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting in terms of like, what does that mean um, as marketers think about, you know, upper, fu- upper funnel versus lower funnel, the time that yeah. it takes? What does that mean in terms of investments from a media mm-hmm. perspective? Uh, and then, you know, the other thing that we're seeing is performance is very positive too for the formats that we consistently deliver in this new experience, we're seeing promising performance relative to click-through rate. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. text ads are reporting 1.8x higher click-through. Shopping ads are seeing 11% stronger click-through, um, along with improved dwell time, yeah. which is a metric that we use on you know, staying yeah. engaged. 
and dwell time is also a proxy for accuracy. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, this, these are good pieces of data that say, okay, this is um, useful and the advertiser is going to see useful outcome. Um, and then the last um, thing that we've observed that I think is really important and interesting for advertisers is that users who are navigating away from our search experience via an ad click are sticking to the advertiser's site longer. Um, so you, I think you wow. can imply yeah. that that they're readier, you know, they're in a readier yeah. state to engage. I mean, and that's all welcome, welcome news and numbers, I think, for advertisers as the industry has been evolving and changing and you've been at the you know at the at the forefront of seeing all that change so that's that's really I think welcome news for a lot of people listening to this um I, I do want to talk a little bit about maybe how some of your you know your teams <laughs> internally how are you guys using generative AI tools uh, yeah we are <laughs> we are using these tools um, in a in a lot of ways I'm sure as really every company is but as you can imagine yeah. within Microsoft there's you know sort of this massive effort to just infuse um, generative AI into every place that it could possibly make sense. Um, And so we're using the technology um, to be more productive, more efficient, of course, um, to be more creative, to make the work people do a little more fun and rewarding. Um, And so, you know, it means basic things like using generative AI and productivity apps like Word, Excel, Mm -hmm. PowerPoint teams. And I call that out as a first example, because the efficiency and productivity coming from those core sort of apps is really, really remarkable. The amazing time savings that you can gain uh, in preparing for a meeting documenting what happened in a meeting, writing an email to a client, summarizing a meeting, just like the basics of being in the ads business. Um, And so that's the first thing is making sure our teams are um, well-versed and learning best practices that are specific to our space in how to use the tools that are readily available to us. And of course, to to, you know, people worldwide. If I think about like an example in in teams, which this is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm late to every single meeting, at least five minutes, I would say, which is not something I'm very proud of. But, well, you're very busy. so, <laughs> or, I'm, or I'm just really, really a slacker. But um, instead of having, I really hate getting to a meeting and, you know, being like, oh, I'm so important. Can everybody stop and catch me up? And instead, I just, I just asked to be caught up. And I get a very detailed readout and I don't, I don't need anything from anyone. Mm-hmm. We can just move on with the meeting. So just even things like that. I just, like, yeah. I, I should, I should be selling teams. Honestly, I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Um, so in addition to things like that, I mean, our teams are using AI to generate, you know, drafts of social copy, blog posts, mm-hmm. things of that nature. I think that's pretty common in the marketing yeah. world. You know, people are, are figuring out how that works. Mm-hmm. You know, people are using um, AI in, overall in writing, writing prompts. And we're, I think, very excited about sort of the the creativity co-pilot, if you will, makes it faster, um, not only in general. I'm a writer, I love writing, but, and it makes me more succinct. Mm -hmm. You know, for people who, my children are both dyslexic, for example, you know, it makes writing something that people are more confident in. So Mm -hmm. I'd say there's this whole general thing about just business interaction. 
testing our messages is so much faster from a marketing perspective. Um, you know, it's kind of like a brainstorming partner. And then if you mm-hmm. think about like things, and these are all more marketing oriented, but like Copilot helping you with tone of voice. Um, mm-hmm. We're experimenting with inclusive prompt engineering, generating keywords, communic- you know, deciding if you're trying to communicate something about trust in a vertical like FinServe, you know, how might we communicate mm-hmm. that? So it's so accelerating a lot of that creative process. We're also, of course, utilizing AI not only to enhance the quality of our products, but to enhance the level of service we're delivering to our customers. Um, oh, fantastic, uh, yeah. We built out a an offering that we're using internally right now called Insights Navigator. Um, it's our first sales enablement tool that really has generative AI mm-hmm. at its core, and it's enabling our salespeople who are closest to the to the client um, to develop and utilize more advanced insights that typically would have had to gone to an advanced analytics person. So we can redeploy those people to even more interesting insights that are valuable for customers. So that's an example, I would say, of something that we're really, really interested in because insights in a world of automation, mm-hmm. insights will always be important and unique. And so in this case, you know, sellers can select from category insights, query insights, you know, that unlocks things like behavioral trends, um, look backs at marketplace dynamics, deep dives into top queries, you know, so lots of things that take time and that we can do much more quickly, improving the way that we engage with our clients. So these are just a few examples. There are also a bunch of examples in our support world, which I think are mm-hmm. is such a rich scenario for people in terms of finding support information more quickly, being able to, you know, map yeah types of issues to find trends more quickly, to bring that back to engineering, to solve bugs, like the support to engineering connection and the enablement of oh, sales and yeah. support topics is rich, rich, rich. We have a lot going on there. So yeah, I could go on for days. Yeah. <laughs> I love it though. But so I think w- when we started talking, obviously we talked about how things have been moving super fast right? It feels like (laughs) change happens almost every week. So with generative AI changing so much, how do you see it improving the advertiser experience, especially on your platform? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, going back to some of the things I'd say Mm -hmm. that we've been testing on ourselves, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we believe it's really all about better performance and efficiency and creative inspiration. And so Copilot in the Microsoft advertising platform is a good example of improving the advertiser experience. Um, And, you know, I mentioned earlier, especially when you consider smaller, medium-sized businesses who are like, Mm -hmm. you know, just get me my results. I got to have a business to run. Um, You know, knowing these customers are time starved, we're really looking for ways to make them more efficient, more effective while still being able to build relationships um, with them and mm-hmm. enabling them to build relationship with their customers. And so we have a really big effort around overall client engagement with the platforms and specifically SMB client engagement. Yeah. You know, a couple of things, you know, Copilot in the Microsoft advertising platform really combines um, the power of natural language conversations and generative AI to simplify and enhance experiences through like many aspects of the campaign creative process, recommending content, images, being able to optimize those images. So that whole thing 
is we think just a really important body of work. And if you connect that to what I was sharing about the retail media creative studio, which Mm -hmm. is a more specific instantiation of using generative AI around the creative process where we're getting such positive feedback, we really believe that um, the creative space is really rich for improving the efficiency and effectiveness with, um, with which advertisers engage and specifically with our platform. Um, And then the last, um, uh, I guess, Mm -hmm. color commentary I could share is (laughs) that we're really moving to multimodal. So moving beyond sort of text to text. Mm -hmm. Now you can put a text prompt in, but get an image based on the description. You know, you can put that straight into your campaigns. Um, We're fast um, entering the world of intersectional generative AI where, Mm -hmm. you know, the input could be anything really like voice, image, text, music, and then the output could be anything. And so, of course, all these things are cool and fun and, you know, got my kids' (laughs) attention and I love to play with them. But the outcomes for advertisers are really Mm -hmm. quite remarkable. And the outcomes, you know, for for agencies who are serving brands Mm -hmm. um, are, are quite remarkable in terms of changing their ability to sort of engage in the creative process and, and if you think about the publisher space, which is changing so, yeah. so much, you know, the the opportunity to continue to focus on great creating great content and great consumer mm-hmm. experiences by being more effective and monetizing in a more effective yeah. way, like, it's pretty, it's pretty damn exciting. It sure is. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm excited just listening to all the things that you guys are working on and, and how you're helping, you know, advertisers and publishers and, and even, you know, consumers. So the AIQ podcast, one of the things that we're asking every guest is to give us some best practices, right? Or golden nuggets uh, for people to up-level their AIQ, (laughs) hence the name (laughs) of the podcast. So are there any tips or best practices you can share for advertisers who are just getting started with generative AI? Yeah, I'll say a few things and I'll start with the most basic, which is use it Mm -hmm. yourself. Like, yeah. It's big. It's depending on who you are and where you are. It might be scary. It's exciting, but it's also the most remarkably practical set of tools mm-hmm. that you can possibly get your hands on. And so I always tell people, like, if you're not using this in your day to day, you need to start. And uh, and so that's my starting point. Um, you know, but if you want to, if you want to get engaged, making sure that you're really comfortable with what's happening with your data. So you can just use it yourself in, you know, in Teams or PowerPoint or on Bing or wherever. But if you're really going to start using um, AI to build tools for yourself, build tools internally, you know, we definitely recommend really understanding what's happening with your data. You know, I mentioned earlier our position that your data is your data. We don't train our models on that data. And that's something that you should know and understand. Make sure that your teams are leaning in. How are you providing training and resources? People's experience with AI may be writing a paper last year when they were in college, or it may be, you know, playing with it with their family, or it may be something serious at work that's really driving efficiency. What do you feel that everyone needs to consistently know? And what tools should they have at their fingertips? Um, And this is something that, you know, even internally, we are constantly looking at like how are we pacing people with learning and understanding the resources available to them 
issuing, I'd say, a little bit of a challenge because people are going to run the gamut on how they feel about AI. Is it going to take my job? Is it going to enable me to have the coolest job ever? Like, you know, people are on all kind of all across the spectrum. One of the things that we've started to do, and I'd say across Microsoft, but certainly within Microsoft advertising is asking our employees to start thinking about any activity that they do and asking themselves, could this be done more efficiently and more effectively with Copilot? Asking ourselves really like, okay, I do this function, this task, this have this engagement every day. Is this something that could be improved? And if the answer is no, great, move on. If the answer is yes, great. Who's going to look at it? Is this big enough for us to put a big effort around it? Is there another team that's already solving this problem? Having AI be like a special project that only super special people participate in <laughs> is not the path. And, and, you know, AI, I think our position really is with our clients is like AI should be for everyone. What, how, of course, is going to be different. So that's a best practice that we're using. Um, and of course, you know, if you're not as an advertiser already thinking about what this means for your customers, whoever they may be, and how their behaviors are going to be changing, um, that is a super important thing to be doing. You know, how can you use these tools to create new engagement opportunities? How do you start to imagine the possibilities and even rethink your advertising approach based on things like, you know, I mentioned earlier, earlier, the evolving and shorter consumer decision journey, like, what does that mean? So I, you know, I think everyone has to look across the full set of experiences that, you know, you're having as a company in a given vertical with your employees in a given function across functions with your customers, you know, everyone is going through this change. And getting on that path and being on that journey with your customers. Certainly for us, we have lots of ideas. Many of them I'm sure are great, but they are made really great mm -hmm. by bringing feedback in from our clients. It's amazing. And where do you see further opportunities to incorporate generative AI into your solution? So like, what can people expect to see in the next six to 12 months if there's anything you can share? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely just like beginning to, <laughs> scrape the surface mm -hmm. of what's possible. Um, you know, I feel like every day there's an idea or a gap where you're like, oh my gosh, you know, do we have enough time? Do we have enough people to do the great work that's out there? Um, but, you know, we're learning fast, we're prioritizing, um, and we're learning from, you know, as I mentioned, from clients and partners, what they're telling us from the signals that we see in Copilot and Bing and what they're telling us. Um, and we see a ton of opportunities to bring more AI-driven capabilities into this omni-channel, multi-format set of offerings and platforms. So I mentioned Copilot in the Microsoft advertising platform. We're also mm -hmm. looking at how do we bring Copilot into our other key platforms like in our Invest ESP, our Monetize SSP. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that we um, launched the retail media creative studio within our retail mm -hmm. media platform. We're definitely going to look at how do we make that type of technology available sort of wherever our advertisers and publishers are engaging from a creative perspective. So there's a certain amount that we're testing and learning in a discrete way where we'll then pull those learnings through all of the platforms that it may, where it makes sense so that we can really create valuable offerings that, that are out there at scale. You know, we're also continuing to 
drive a lot of innovation within our engineering organizations in terms of how do we bring AI to sort of more surfaces, more channels, more customer types. And so that's not super specific, but I think the main <laughs> thing is like what the way that I would probably wrap that up is that there are a million, billion, trillion problems I'm sure that AI can solve and we love building things and that's what, you know, that's what we do. We are really working hard to ensure that we're putting our energy toward what we know is going to help our three core stakeholder groups, consumers, advertisers, and the agencies who support them and publishers, you know, that we're really focused on what we're trying to help them with creating engaging experiences for consumers, driving efficiency and performance for advertisers and creating great monetization opportunities for publishers. And then finding what works and doing it at scale as quickly as possible so that, that we're making it easier to do business with us. And of course, easier for our clients and partners to run their own businesses. So, you know, those are sort of the words to live by and, and everything, <laughs> everything falls under that. Well, and I think that's a great way to wrap up the interview. Kaya, thank you so much for being here. Um, if folks want to follow you or learn more about Microsoft advertising, where can they go to find more information? Uh, yeah, well, they can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I'll try to mm -hmm. say lots of interesting and funny, uh, <laughs> interesting and funny posts to make it worthwhile, but definitely talk a lot about what we're doing in Microsoft advertising, inclusive of AI. Um, and creating connections to what's happening in the industry and the rest of Microsoft. Of course, Microsoft Advertising, um, you can you know look for us on our website to learn more about what we're doing. Um, follow some of our blog channels where we really focus on bringing new information out to the market. Um, you know, I think any of all any and all of those are great. Um, and I would be honored to uh, to have you follow me. All right. Well, thank you for being on AIQ. Thank you so much, Kathy. And I really loved your earlier comment on being a chatty Kathy. That, I'm going to take that away as my most favorite thing for today. <laughs> there you go. I love it. <laughs> I really enjoyed my interview with Kaya Sainsbury-Carter. I learned so much already from the work they are doing and how they're helping advertisers across the industry. And I can't help but walk away reinvigorated and actually excited about the landscape ahead for advertisers. I hope you've enjoyed the second episode of AIQ and that you've been able to level up in your knowledge. We'll be back next week with episode three. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, Forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.